Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and
hello, and welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White bonus show tonight. We're on Sunday once again, and I want to say thank you to everyone who's in the chat and online, Deacon Talks, and Jay, the Run Tell It show. We are talking about dating do's and don'ts for women tonight, so it's going to be another Power Pack show. We have a special guest tonight, Talia Stovall. She's written a book, Crossing the Threshold, and she has some powerful tips for women, especially, about dating, the do's and the don'ts when uh, looking for Mr. Right and not settling for Mr. Right now. And so we're going to, um, we want you to call in, give us your in, uh, your input, your feedback. Call us in at 347-215-6446. That song you just heard was NDRE with the question, can you be a part of my life? And many men and women need to ask the person that they're pursuing or thinking about pursuing, can they be a part of the life? I know sometimes we're attracted to the physical, we're attracted to the idea of having a, a relationship, but when we look deep down inside, we have to ask, is this person really compatible for me for not only the short term but the long term? So we're just talking about dating, do's and don'ts. Uh, if you missed our show on our regular day Thursday, it was phenomenal. We had three great authors. We talked about uh, sex, infidelity, and HIV. We had a powerful show, so if you missed that, go listen to the archives. We had our co-host, Lothario Boyd, was in here. He just had a blast, and we love when we have co-hosts. But listen to that show, Angel Michelle, the author of Another Woman's Husband. Uh, We had Ms. Jackie Moore, author of Serving Justice, and Keisha Dawn, author of one of my very, very favorite books right now, By the Grace of God. Tune in Tuesday. We're also having a bonus show this week. Tuesday and Thursday, we're talking about women in ministry. So if you know a woman in ministry or you are a woman in ministry, these shows are going to be for you. We're going to talk about the men, the myths, the misunderstandings that mess us up as women in ministry and therefore mess up the kingdom of God, the growth, the effectiveness. So Tuesday, we have some powerful sisters in music ministry. We have uh, Sherry Addison, the runner-up of BT Sunday's Best. We have LaShawn Pace and also Martha Menizzi. So that is going to be an anointed show. I'm trying to get all of them to sing a little little verse of something live. Uh, and then Thursday we have some women um, pastors and ministers and teachers. On that we have Pastor Savaskia Bray, Dr. Linda Bede, uh, Reverend Cassandra Gray. So if you know a woman in ministry, you need to tell her to tune in Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday, we're coming on at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thursday is our regular time of 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And let me tell you, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, Some women are going to be healed. They're going to to step into their calling. So please pray for the show this week. I've already had uh, another tech difficulty with my computer every single time that I know this show is going to be powerful. Something happens. But we're going to press on. We're going to pray on. And if you're a prayer warrior, we ask for your prayers this week especially. Um, big shout out to all of our Blog Talk friends, uh, our new friends, old friends, uh, JFJ Live, who celebrated his second anniversary last week. Big shout out to him. Spike Spielberg, who had uh, Darren DeWitt Henson on Friday. If you missed his show, I would encourage you to go listen to the archive. Darren DeWitt Henson, if you don't know his name, you know his character on the uh, Showtime series Soul Food. He played Liam. He's been in a host of movies uh, recently. Uh, and he's also a choreographer, so catch that 
That was phenomenal. I had the opportunity to tune in live for that. Um, again, call in the show tonight, 347-215-6446. We're talking about dating do's and don'ts. We're going to start out the show with dating don'ts. Um, and so I'm going to be giving you some tips. We have a caller waiting for a caller. Miss Princess, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what to look for so you can avoid abusive relationships, especially. Um, so the first 30 minutes or so, we're going to be talking about dating don'ts, what to look for, uh, what not to get into, what you should do uh, when you find out that the person that you have been dating is not compatible. Should you go on? No, you shouldn't. You should cut it off. And then Talia's going to come and at, at the end of the uh, show and talk about her phenomenal book, uh, Crossing the Threshold. She's going to talk about deer hunting, D-E-A-R, the hunt that women put on to find that Mr. Right and why uh, we settle so many times for Mr. Right now or Mr. In the Meantime when our Mr. Right may take longer than we expected. And so we're just going to have fun. I love everybody that's coming in the chat. Remember, we want to hear your comments and questions, and we have a caller on the line. We're going to take a brief uh, break, and we're going to start out with talking about dating don'ts. And one big dating don't that you should never do is hide who you are. A lot of us uh, put on our representative and not show the person who we are uh, when on first meeting, and that only leads to disaster. It leads to frustration, heartache. You should always be your authentic self. And if you don't know who you are, then you should take the time to get to know who you are. Uh, so we're going to uh, play a song by Brandy, Brandy Norwood on her new CD called The Definition. Uh, this song is called Camouflage, and this is something that we should never do. And then we're going to bring our first uh, guest caller on, Miss Princess. I see her on the line. And we're going to talk about some dating don'ts. So we'll be back in about three minutes. Listen to Brandy Camouflage.
about dating do's and don'ts? That was a song by Brandy from her new CD, Human. I had the wrong title name. Called Camouflage. And a lot of us uh, camouflage who we really are when we first meet people in dating situations because we're so excited sometimes and uh, because we have not come to the the part of being comfortable with our flaws and everything else, we kind of camouflage. And that only leads to troubled relationships when you camouflage who you really are, what you really want, and uh, your expectations. So we're talking about dating do's and don'ts today for women because it is Women's Month. We're still celebrating every woman and bringing about every issue so that she can achieve every dream. I want to bring on one of our listeners uh, from Michigan, and she was on our uh, show a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about sexual abuse, and uh, I wanted to have her back and to just talk to her. Uh, I was uh, very impressed with uh, her story and her uh, wise insight. So we're going to bring back Princess on Real Talk with Tanya White. Hello, Miss Princess. How are you? I am just wonderful. How are you? I am fabulous, fabulous on this Sunday, and I'm yes. excited that you agreed to come back and share and talk about some dating don'ts. But before we get into the juicy uh, tips and uh, insights uh, that we want to discuss, I want you to introduce yourself to the audience one more time. Okay. Um, I am the author of the book entitled Pregnant in the Spirit that just released. And this book is the only book in the world that actually thoroughly defines and gives clarity to the intangible journey to purpose that we all must travel to the top. And it's it's like the I want to say it's the Eckhart, it's the the Eckhart, the Rick Warner purpose driven life, and also what to expect when expecting for pregnant mothers, mm-hmm. all in one. Wow. But it it is a different twist. God evolved this book through me and compared the process, described the process as spiritual pregnancy and parallels it to natural pregnancy from conception to manifestation. So the book is a book that you will read and then reference continually. But when you are through this, you, as a result of spiritual pregnancy, you will gain the the peace and the joy and 100% confidence of your direction and and you will have a different expression of love from the inside out, spiritual freedom and awareness is just, it It changed my life and inspired me. And I'm also an overcome victim of abuse. Mm-hmm. And that had, that also played a great uh, part in my life and the elevation of my life, actually, overcoming that. In October, my children and I will be releasing a book, To Whom It May Concern, Through Raw Eyes. And it's wow. the autobiography of abuse. And the very personal story to that, it it really gives me great compassion and uh, empathy for people who are in abuse, as well as women that are are all of us strong women. I want to I, I want to say that we are all very strong, mm-hmm. but there's um, also another part of us that sometimes can be brought out through circumstance or through our family or whatever, and that part for a lot of women is is a weak point. And um, God, I I just have a different insight and revelation to that, and I made the same mistakes quite a few times, unfortunately. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about in the book. We're going to just get naked with the world so that the world can o- overcome. There's a lot of things that we've been through as a result of my weakness um, and not really acknowledging it, not even realizing that I was weak because on the surface I was so strong and strong to people. But why I place blame for the reason I stayed in my relationships of abuse uh, it was not the religion. It was not that at the end of the day it was I was weak. Okay. And so that's me. And now I am, my purpose now is to help people birth their purpose. I am a birthing coach. <laughs> well, that's a that's a, a new twist on it. I never heard of birthing coach. But you said something so intriguing that uh, uh, we, when we're on this journey called life, it is we have a mission every single day to uh, unleash parts of our destiny uh, that God has divinely designed for us. And one of the detours that men and women, because I coach many men, it comes to dating relationships. Oh, yeah. Because we are are social beings. God created us uh, to socialize. He said it's not good for man to be alone. But I believe because we have that need, that craving, we rush into so many uh, mm-hmm. unhealthy and unproductive relationships and not knowing that they push us further and further uh, backwards from our destiny. And right. we know the signs, we see the signs, but uh, you use weak. And sometimes we just fall weak at moments because mm-hmm. um, we just need that compatibility and uh, we want to have somebody. And that's what I want to talk about today because uh, in the news all this week, the still the Rihanna Chris Brown uh, situation mm-hmm. is at the forefront, and it all stems from unhealthy dating choices on both parts. And uh, I, I wanted to talk about that, and, and you share your insight, not so much as what happened when you were getting abused. I want to talk about the steps, the unwise choices that you made leading up to connect with. Uh, Somebody and I want. Did you see the signs? Let's start there. Did you see the signs before? Um, once the once I became wise, mm-hmm. what the signs were, mm-hmm. I can look back now and say I saw the signs. But when I saw the signs initially, I didn't realize that they were the signs. You, okay. you follow? Yes. So mm-hmm. so it, that's how it was with me. I. One thing, I'll give some brief bullets. I lost myself when I got in the relationship. I'm a pleaser. That's a a dating don't. Dating don't. Do not lose yourself. Do not lose yourself. I am a pleaser. I find great great privilege in pleasing. What does my man want? Making him feel like the king. And me staying in my place at the same time, I feel there's strength in being submissive to a degree. And that's not a curse word. Many people use submissive, and they say that's just the curse word of a relationship for a woman. No, no. But it's not a curse word. It's a great thing, and it could be done very strategically, okay? I was not aware of that strategy of how to implement my desire to please into a relationship in, with wisdom, okay, where I'm not creating a monster and not losing myself. What I began to do and what I did continually 
first I lost myself. I began, it was about them. It was about them. If they didn't like it, then I changed it. That's what I, that's what I did. And I didn't think that it was that I was just doing because they said, I felt that, hey, this is just a part of me wanting to please. Mm-hmm. In the back of my mind, although I was not wanting or crave thinking that I, I'm not doing this to get something back, I'm doing this because this is just my heart. I'm giving my heart. I'm giving all to you. Well, let's compromise this or compromise that. But eventually what happens, that person that you're giving everything to and not making some sort of understanding that you do want it to be reciprocated. Yes. And there's a way to work a relationship and even gain some sort of control of the direction of your relationship by dip, dishing it out wisely. Yes, you it's, said something you said something and I wrote this in my book Relationship Reruns. There and I came up with four stages of a relationship and sometimes we rush through it. And reciprocity is one of the very uh one of the things that we do not uh pay attention to. That's right. When we're in relationship Reciprocity means a give and take. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't mean, you know, I give you, uh, you know, five dollars. You give me five. No, it's a giving spirit uh, because you don't do it to receive. You do it because it's just the right thing to do. You know. Right. Um, and so reciprocity is is one of those things in relationships that we don't talk about, we don't look for, and we really ignore because yeah. if somebody uh, reciprocates kindness, love, then you can tell genuinely what type of person they are. If you're always doing the giving, you're always addressing the conflict, if you're always, uh, you know, bringing up issues that are uh, stressing out the relationship and the other person is not, then you're in a relationship all by yourself. That is true. And, you know, and that's something that I did continually. Another thing I did was I saw that there were avenues, there were things in my counterpart that I knew needed to change. Okay. But I knew were not me. However, mm. like that love said, thing. You knew that, that, you knew that what needed to change in him was mm-hmm. not as far, you. Yeah, it wasn't me. But at the same time, I felt... Oh, he's a kind person. He's sweet. I care for him. The emotion had gotten started, and I felt, look, we can work together, and I can. This can change. Mm-hmm. Don't a try project. to change. I was a project life. dater myself. If you were a project <laughs> for me, then I was going to pour everything because I wanted to see the project to complete. Do right. you not understand what I'm saying? I was one of those types of daters, uh, and uh, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Okay, go ahead. And then another one. And I wrote this on my status wall the other day because my niece had, um, she had put a status up, and I found it very interesting. She's a young girl, like she's 19, and she's saying how she woke up and she found that she was willing to keep loving the, the person that she was loving regardless if he reciprocated. Mm. And she said it was should she blame herself or should she blame him? But at the end of the day, it was her choice to stay in something that she knew it was 50-50. It wasn't real love. So I wrote her 
And I wrote her a little longer statement than this, but one of the things that I put on my status, I had to grab it out of there because, you know, as a writer, things come out of us and they evolve out of us. Like, oh, my God, that was good, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what happened. So I wrote, once you become self-empowered, the mirage of love will fade and the reality of love will become your only tolerance. Wow. You, you've got to say that again. That is so powerful. <laughs> Once you you become self-empowered, the mirage of love will fade and the reality of love will become your only tolerance. And that's what happens a lot of times, oftentimes. It's not on purpose, but a lot of times there are women, men in relationships, and they realize at some point they're growing and their spouse isn't growing, the person. And then all of a sudden, they begin to fade away and their standards begin to change. It's not on purpose. It's not that they're, I think I'm better. It just happens that way because you become self-empowered. Yes. And then your and tolerance is different. You have no more tolerance. I, I apologize. Take it. No, though, I want to take it even before you get married because – I I, I just believe, I know, I did it. When you're dating, you know these things. You you know, you know somebody who's going to be there for the long haul and the short Mm -hmm. haul. And sometimes we take those short haul haul people and just pray and wish and create that mirage, as you're talking about. That's right. And say, okay, (laughs) they're going to be here for the long haul. But they, they gave us signs in the beginning that they were not keepers. But we put chains on them emotionally, physically, sexually, and made them stay against their will, against our happiness. And then when you get married and then you you really become self-empowered and you come to that crossroads, I can't go back. I've got to go forward. You you understand what I'm saying? Then you say, okay, you know, my spouse is not growing, but. It's not that they're not growing. They've always been the person that you've seen, but you chose to ignore it. You chose to ignore it. Okay. And that, you know, that's one of the things, This, this is all of that is very key because what you establish, you establish a very weak foundation. The more you let go of self in the relationship, you are creating a very weak foundation. That's mm-hmm. not love. Love goes, is both, it's, both is reciprocated on both sides. Mm-hmm. One thing that I did that I know contributed to a long-lasting relationship of abuse and then entering into another relationship of abuse, but a but a but a different type of abuse mm-hmm. was me accepting the band-aid effect over and over again. Explain differently. The apologetic, the, the I'm sorry. Oh, you know that I'm trying to work on this and I'm trying to do that. Uh, okay, so we went through that Band-Aid, and then you try to work through it. Oh, well, I can accept that because he came and he apologized to me. Wow. He's really trying to deal with his issues, or she's trying to deal with her issues. Yes, yes. Well, men, men do. I have family members who are accepting uh, relationships. They, they, they stay out of their mouth. She is not my wife. And I'm like, why do you still keep dating her? 
when That's she right. and you know she wants to get married. She every day you have an argument because she wants. Why are you still dating her? And men have the same struggles. I don't want. I don't want women to think that we have struggles in dating. There are so many men yes. who struggle That's with making brilliant. healthy dating choices. But it's Women's Month, so we're focusing on the women. But I wanted to make that point. Go ahead, Princess. Uh huh. And one of the things that I did in accepting the Band-Aid and accepting the apologies, yes, forgive, okay, but the woman that forgives and put her foot down and make a very strong decision or whatever mark she has to make to let them know, hey, I'm not dealing with this. Whether, whether it's moving out, going to your sister's house for a minute, whatever it is, not crawling back. I'm not talking about a day. You have to let that person know that you're not going to tolerate it. Any type of abuse, I'm, I, you know what, I'm not even sorry about it. Step on. Because any type of abuse that goes on, guess what? They have not become self-empowered. You want to be self-empowered and you want to be with somebody who is self-empowered, has a vision, and they know themselves. The problem is most people deal with individuals who do not know themselves, who are not interested in knowing themselves. They are living a very superficial life. Majority of people in the world are living very superficially, and that contributes to bad things in the relationship with me. When you give and give, you forgive and you forgive and you forgive over the same thing, that's a message. That's a message. And if you keep putting up with that, then you're insane to feel that it will change because it doesn't. So one thing that I want to say is stay strong and firm. Don't put it out there. I said this to, I wrote a poem about this one. If you're not ready to take action on your word, shut up. Don't tell it. I if you do this, I'm leaving you. If you do, shut up until you know you are ready to do it. Silence is a killer, and it can also transform that person. And they, you can't give them too much control. If you're not ready to move, be quiet. Because if not, then what you're doing is letting them know that you're weak. You're letting them know, oh, I could do this. They're going to tolerate it. Why do you think most well, I, women? Well, well, you're letting them know that you're not. I won't say weak, but not consistent. I'm Um, sorry, yes. You're not consistent. and um, But don't you think that comes from, it goes back to being healed from other issues in your life? Because I know one thing that I grew up with certain uh, dating uh, fallacies, myths. Mm -hmm. Uh And I didn't know they were fallacies or myths until when you said get that self-empowered really found out who I was in God, what God really wanted for me. And then I That's said, right. okay, even though I learned it all my life, because as a child you never think that what your that your what your mother, father, your family is teaching you and modeling in front of you is uh, not healthy, you know. That's right. So you just accept it as truth until you find out God's truth. And so don't you think where, where you, when you said uh, if you're – because a lot of us say things because it's what we heard and it's not what we know. Right, right. So it's just you have to watch your mouth. You have, if you, are, you have to create a strong foundation, and in that you have to at first let them know, yes, you're going to love, and you're going to love with strength. Mm-hmm. You're going to love and not let go of self. You, you're going to let them know, hey, listen, this is the way 
I operate. At the same time, in your love, there is sometimes you don't compromise self, but you may compromise some uh, – maybe he wants to do one outing and you want to do another outing, and then you may say, well, we'll compromise and I'll go here with you. That's not you changing your own rule. That's just changing a situation for that day or for that moment. That had nothing to do with your rule. Don't change the rule of you in a relationship, period, because in the end, you're not respected. And you have to be watchful of your words. Be very strong. Stand strong and let them know that when you do speak, you speak with power. When you do speak, hey, she means what she says. If she said it, then I better watch this out. I better watch out because I will lose her because she means that. If she says that she's going to leave because I did this or that, she means that. So that means once you put it out there, then you, you create the foundation. Now you have to commit on that. I did not do that. I would go off at the mouth because I was upset because maybe there was an abusive situation that took place. Well, what I did was created an opportunity for him to realize, hmm, I can get away with this. So it starts with a push, starts with, you know, the push. When the push went down, how did I react? Mm-hmm. Well, it and, goes and back to setting, setting relationship boundaries, which we don't do either. Yes. We don't, we don't know our boundaries. We don't set boundaries. Right. We don't have relationship expectations. Um, yeah. And so we just kind of go with the flow into something bad happens, and then we react, like you say. If you just joined us, we're talking about dating don'ts right now, and we have Princess on the line. And we would love for you to call 347-215-6446. We have so many great people in the chat, uh, the Run, Tell It show, Virtue for Me, uh, several guests, uh, the Deacon Talks, and we appreciate you. We want you to call in and share if you have something to say. Um we would love to hear from you. Now, um, Princess, you go. Uh, yes. we had a comment in chat from Virtue for Me said, love is supposed to be patient, kind, goes back to Corinthians. Um, and that is so true. But w- And it goes, both people have to be that. Um, yes. know, understand what, the, what love is. And when yes. one doesn't, we, it, it creates problems. And then all the other things come out. What are some... Um, Going back to before you got together, you said that he didn't see consistency because uh, basically you let him get away with stuff and you said things yeah. were, didn't back it up. What were some That's other right. things that you, that you saw or um, felt that this is, okay, this has the potential to be unhealthy? Well, his inconsistency and his employment <laughs> – <laughs> that and was one thing. Yes, his employment. Um, talking a lot of vision but not really doing anything about it. And that's where I begin to really put a lot of time in wanting to change his process and wanting to help, 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 help. Another sign that, that was there, his own family, mm-hmm. his mom told me. And sometimes we don't see this. I've, I've seen this happen to several women. His mom said, Ted said to me, you, you have so much going for you. Why are you with him? Mm. And she asked me that question, and I said, I, you know, I love him. He's so sweet. And Now, he had already laid the foundation with me, though. He told me that all of his family didn't, they didn't back him up. They didn't have faith in him. 
they didn't this, they didn't that, they didn't this. When in fact it was just he was laying the foundation, he was planting that seed in my mind. So when somebody comes to tell me that I need to run, that I would not look at that as I need to run. I look at that as, hmm, that solidifies what he said to me. Another thing that I did that was wrong, I played. I did not involve my family. Now, this is I didn't. I, it's good that you do not. I don't. I don't believe in involving your family in your in your personal relationships. That's not what I'm saying. I I should say this. One of the comedians I heard him say, every family has a pookie in it. Mm-hmm. I think every woman needs to have an Al Capone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every woman. Don't act like you're just. You know, there's no man around. Nobody that could come and help you in case something goes down. Never. Yeah. Hey, if it's just a conversation, conversation to say, oh boy, I remember when I was younger. I mean, I don't know. You, you, you should not be just alone. Right. You always let them know that you have support. Always. That that's isolation. A lot of us isolate ourselves uh, yeah. in, in uh, the beginning stages of a new relationship, and. I you disagree with me or not because I think we do that because we know deep down in our soul that this person is not for us and we don't want anybody to confirm what we already know. And you're you're right about that. Mm-hmm. You're right. And you know another I know another I did, joke. It. I did it in so many uh, relationships that I knew were not for me. I knew we had nothing in common, but I forced mm-hmm. it. I I wanted I wanted a relationship by any means necessary. Uh, yeah. We had nothing. When I say nothing in common, we couldn't even have um, intelligent conversation in one of my relationships. There was nothing. <laughs> right. It was, and, purely, and we, we, it was just purely physical. Yeah. Yeah. Another another thing that I found that is that I will not do ever again, you don't spill all your beans right. to everybody you're with. You know, you know if, if, you're, if you were in abuse before, and you don't you don't want to go there again. Mm-hmm. When you're starting off a foundation, you don't have to go through the story of I was abused, my ex no. abused me. That's a major no no. You don't know who you're dealing with. I don't care how nice they are on the surface. I'm, you don't know, and that doesn't mean you're a bag lady like Erica Badu thinks. That doesn't mean you're a bag lady, but you must be wise. You're a woman. Be wise, because you lay that foundation mentally. We're human. Always remember that. Regardless of what spiritual foundation they have, we are spiritual beings. So there's a few side. There's a couple sides to us, or you know, there's a few sides to us, and you just don't plant that type of seed. Just hey, and it goes back to knowing who you can share, because those are intimate feelings. And sometimes yes. we share intimate feelings with somebody who has not earned our intimacy. And I'm That's not talking right. about physically. I'm talking about, you know, emotional intimacy. Uh, yes. Because then what you're doing is sharing your vulnerabilities. You're connecting with that person uh, emotionally and becoming yes. entangled in them because when they respond and they give you the re- uh, the reaction or the behavior that you were in need of, such as compassion, sympathy, that you may have not received from those close to you, you think that, okay, this person, okay, they understand me. Then you go into the mind tricks and and justifying certain things, and you really, you do not know that person. 
you have to take time, and I think that that's the key, taking time to get to know people. And there are certain levels, certain stages of revealing information, personal information. It's not that you're secretive. It's not that you're hiding. It's trust, building that trust level to share. Yes, and being wise, just being wise. Yeah. You know, it, a lot of young young women, and, and you, like with Rihanna and all of that, when we have, when we've gotten, when you've gotten into a relationship and you have not found self, that's why I, I, it, it's very dangerous in, in many levels. Not necessarily all the time physical, physically, but it can be dangerous towards your purpose, dangerous right. towards your dreams. Right. And it is imperative for all of us to birth the purpose that God predestined us to birth because in that, many others around us become fulfilled through our fulfillment. So it's, it's important for us to have that. But many times people get with individuals that are not compatibly mm-hmm. right for them. And you give yourself to the wrong type of person that you, you basically abort your opportunities in life. So you have to be very careful of who you involve yourself with because it's a spiritual connection as well as you just looking on the super the parts of life. It's a spiritual connection that you're getting with this individual. And you have to be very cautious and strategic. You, you don't need to just Ooh, be so free with <laughs> Strategic, you really do. You do. You it's a, it's just it is a strategy, and yeah. I I mean God I you know I started I I told one of my sisters I told a sister in law of mine and I told my girlfriends this on some girl nights out, and I say listen, and 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 once you pray it be careful of it because it may be a while before you get a man, but it's very important. I said, God, if this man is if if until the man comes that is for me that you have for me. Don't let me fall in love. Don't let my heart go. Because I don't want to go through all of that drama and crying and emotion. You know, I'm done with that. Drama gone. <laughs> well, don't let me fall in love like that. Well, we, we, we fall into love and we should grow into love. That's one of the things, the dating don'ts. You shouldn't fall into love. You should grow into love because love is grow a process. But, Princess, we have a call from Michigan we're going to take. 586 area code. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hi, Tanya. This is Orletta Cross calling. How are you? Hello, Miss Cross. How are you? Good. We are excited to have you. Now, you are, tell us who you are. I am the wife of Benny Cross, who wrote the book Being Married and Loving It. Being Married and Loving It. He that book the title alone just excites me and we're talking about <laughs> dating don'ts right now right and and I love your your story Benny did not give us the full blown story <laughs> and you know that right right I'm sure but I want you to share because I love uh the, the what was on his website how you all became uh, to know one another and start dating and then eventually get married because we're talking about dating don'ts. And right. I'm pretty sure you had some don'ts before Absolutely. you got to the do. So Absolutely. If you, know, if you could oh, just share. Sure, sure. Well, um, I guess my story is I met Benny through, it was a blind date, 
Mm-hmm. And um, I had been in several uh, previous relationships that had gone sour. Okay. And I wasn't all that interested, so to speak, in, in dating. I was just like, okay, you know, this is just to kind of pass some time along, so to mm-hmm. speak. And I met him, and I thought he was, oh, he's, he looks too young. I mean, I just had all these things that I, I've nicked off about him that I didn't like, okay? And I think that was just where I was uh, mentally in my in my mindset, that I wasn't ready for a relationship yet. And we, um, but he was he was a really nice guy, mm-hmm. and I saw that he there was something different about him compared to the other uh, men that I had dated. So I decided that you know I'm gonna give him a chance. So we, you know, we went out a couple of more times, dated a few more times, and you know my history, like I said, was one in which I had been in previous. Um, physical abuse relationships, Mm -hmm. emotional abuse relationships, and the the type of relationship that Benny and I grew to have was one in which we learned to trust one another, which was very important um, for me having to come, you know, having come out of those previous bad relationships. So So let me ask you something, Aletta. You said you came out of abuse. and so do you think that was the, the apprehension you had when you... Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and not necessarily, I didn't have, um, I didn't consider him to be the type to be abusive. I think I had right. gotten past that at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but from an emotional standpoint, I was still somewhat bruised. Okay. Okay. Very and, understandable. Right, right. And so, you know, after a period of time, probably about two years, well, actually after the first year of us dating, I said, you know what, I'm really going to give this guy some time. I I actually had been dating somebody else and him at the same time, and he didn't know that until after the fact. But, but you know, I'm really going to give him some time because I saw how he interacted with his family, his mother, his sisters, his nieces and nephews. And, you know, in my heart, I knew that I wanted a man who um, could not only be a good husband, but also a good father, mm-hmm. and not just one or the other, because some men are good at being good husbands and not good fathers and vice versa, right. and I knew I wanted both. So I looked at how he interacted with his family, and I said, you know, this this guy here, he's different. And I looked back, and I looked at my Bible and I saw where I had written all the things that I wanted in a man. Mm-hmm. And he, when I went to go check him off, he was everything on there. So, wow. you know, I really wow. knew that God had sent him to me mm-hmm. and that I needed to just receive what right. he was giving me. And I think that's where the turning point, my breakthrough, so to speak, came, yes. was when I realized that I deserved to be loved. I deserve to be loved. I that deserve so to be loved. And I think that's what a lot of, where a lot of us women make our mistakes mm-hmm. is that, you know, we think we need to do so much. All we need to do is make sure we're the good thing because the Bible says oh a man that God. findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Good thing. And that's all we need to do is make sure that we're the good thing. We don't need to go searching for a man, looking for a man. He'll come, you know, if you're in the right space of mind. And so once I realized that I deserve to be treated like that, it was gravy. 
Wow, uh, it's, you said so many rich nuggets, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bombard you. We might have to have you on the show a full hour. Because, okay. No, really, because you said something. I deserve to be loved, and then you mm-hmm. said you watched how he interacted with his family, and so Absolutely. so many times we do not. I talk about that in my book, Relationship Reruns. We have to do our investigation and our mm-hmm. observation before mm-hmm. we make a decision. Absolutely. And like you said, and I heard another key word, you dated for a year, but Absolutely. you were not dating him exclusively, which right. I think is fine. <laughs> you know, I certainly do it. If both knows now, or let a both of them have to know. One knew the other day. Oh, well, both have to know, but... Um, <laughs> um, so what were some things Aww. that said, okay, this is, because, you know, we all say, Lord, you know, I know what you want from me, and let me, I, I do that, I write it down. And sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when, you know, uh, that uh, the Lord sends <laughs> mm-hmm. some people, it's like, like you said, you have been so hurt, you know, and you don't have to be hurt physically, but you can be hurt, hurt emotionally. Absolutely. Mentally, just mentally right. just say, okay, yep. I'm not going to pursue this. But it's like, okay, he's there. He's he's being so patient. He's being so cordial. How? What What were some signs that you saw? What was his actions? Because sometimes people put on their representative. But, right. And mm-hmm. we think that they have good relationships with family, and they don't. Right. So what right. is, what, what, right. what some say, okay, yeah, this is the one? Well, I mean, I – you know, he took me, I was around his family a lot, and I think it's the consistency. Ooh, he was consistent in his behavior. Yeah. You know? <laughs> write it down. Everybody needs to write consistency down. That's <laughs> very You know, he was consistent in how he treated his mom, how he respected. I mean, the respect was just like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think we get caught up in and thinking that because, you know, there's a shortage of men or whatever the Mm -hmm. storyline, all our men are in jail or whatever the storyline is, that we have to accept certain behaviors, and that's just not true. It's not true. And so I realized that, you know, he, um, you know, like I said, he was consistent, he was respectful, he was, you know, honest, truthful. He wanted to communicate. Mm, um, wow. with me. He wanted to wow. talk, he wanted to know my feelings and, you know, how I felt and what I thought. And I mean, it was just, it was just different, but I knew there was also a tugging in me spiritually where I knew that he was the one, I knew he was the one that God had sent me. Mm-hmm. Rather, I was bucking and dodging it the whole time. <laughs> okay, so because and you know, as women, we do that because it, doesn't, it didn't come in the package that I thought exactly, or didn't come no. at the time. My my issue, it's not time yet. Why are you coming right. so soon? Um, right. So I got things to do. Um, I know. But uh, how did you come to the fact? Okay, let me calm down. Let mm-hmm. me give this a chance mm-hmm. because you said he communicated with you, which shows me that mm-hmm. he's very in tune to who mm-hmm. he is. Because most men say that they can't communicate with women, which I think is a myth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because a real man, as you know, right? Knows how to? So, wh- what was it that made you calm down and say, "Okay, let me give this a chance," and like you said, let me embrace and and get the love who that he I know was. I deserve. Yes. Because I thought I, I well, I knew I wasn't being fair 
And like I said, I knew there there was that tugging. There was that tugging that he was the one. So Mm -hmm. I said, in order for me to really get to know him and know who he was, I I had to date him exclusively. That was that that was first off. And so the more other one go, ladies. (laughs) And so the more Uh time. We spent together, of course, you know, the more communication and stuff you have, the more conversations you have about, you know, what you want out of life, what you want to do, what your expectations are. I mean, we had those type of conversations before we even talked about, you know, getting married. You know, he wanted a family. He wanted kids. You know, was I okay with that? I mean, those kind of questions wow. came up and those type of – I mean, he was just emotionally available, oh, um, which I appreciate. That's a good one. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You don't know how much that emotionally to me. Emotionally available because, like you said, when you've been hurt, when you've been mm-hmm. rejected, you go mm-hmm. for the unavailable, uneligible right. men on purpose. Why? Because you know it's not going to take you nowhere. But when somebody comes who is available, thank you so much. Yeah. delivered yes. me. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, I guess, I mean, even at that time, I didn't realize that's what it was. I just yes. knew. I just knew I appreciated it. I knew he appreciated me. He showed me. He told me. It was more than just, you know, I love you, baby. It was the actual actions. You know, actions mm. speak louder than words. Yes, they do. And so yes, having, you know, and I knew that definitely coming from, like I said, these other relationships that they can say I love you all day long, and that doesn't mean a being a bag of salt. But he uh-huh. definitely not only told me but showed me. You know, mm-hmm. and he was cons- like I said, consistent in his actions with me. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down on letter <laughs> and of emotionally available. I'm actually working on my first fiction book that deals with that issue. Oh, we no. have so many calls. Let me take this one 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 call. We're having so much good conversation. I thank you, ladies, so much. Oh, um, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. One one one. Hello. One one one. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hello. All right. Well, I guess they can't hear that. One 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 is that click to talk. Sometimes it doesn't work. Hello. All right. Um, wow. Wow. Well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you just blessed me. So, Princess, do you have anything to add to to this fantastic conversation? Yes, I you know, first of all, hello Orletta, how are you? Hello, Princess. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. I you know, it's it's so refreshing to hear your story and how you have you know, just transformed out of, you know, overcoming the past of abuse and then Absolutely. allowing yourself to love again. That is one thing that I can say that I have I had a very hard time dealing with without even knowing because I never mm-hmm. really dealt with my situation. Mm-hmm. And by saying that, I thought that I got over my the, the abuse that I was in until I, until I started writing about it. When I started writing about it, that everything that I had put under the rug and figured that I had, come, had overcome, I found out that I didn't because the emotion was very strong there and then I began to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But I also 
as a result of that relationship and then kind of leaving myself kind of open to another type of emotional and just other abuse in the next relationship, I found it at first hard to just realize that maybe they're, you know, just to trust people, trust the man, because I had the person that had the, the wonderful, dressed right, looked right, walked right, you know, looked like they walked right, uh, and right. everything, mm-hmm. and in fact, it was they were worse than the first than my ex husband. So I mean, it was just like, just very superficial. And what I had found, the only thing I had found, I have not gone into a relationship to find it how you did right now, how you've been just blessed to have right now. I had to be taught by God. God, in me birthing pregnant in the spirit, the book, He took me to Himself, and. When I, I say that, it's like I, have, I haven't dated in oh, about a year and a half. And as a result of that, I've allowed myself to get this very close, more exclusive relationship with God, and it's, just, it's been phenomenal. I, and I, I wrote on Girls Gone God on, on the wall there on Facebook the other day that I think God got me messed up because I, just, I find it I've been feeling so great in this ambiance. I'm, I think I'm, I have been honestly almost nervous of losing that in a man because I know how I like to please. So now it's like, do I give it all or do I, how do I, how do I give it without feeling like it's going to be stepped on? And because my, in my mind, I'm thinking when you give too much, hey, look, that's just not the way to do it. And just to give all of yourself, I think you should give it in parts. But but what would you say to that? Because, now you have a jewel and you've allowed yourself to have the jewel. Mm-hmm. But for us who may find it a little difficult warming up and just, you know, taking it, taking that good person as they really may be, you know what I mean? I mean, like, are you really good or is this what yeah. you are today? Right. Well, I think, you know, part of that too is your relationship with Christ. And at that same time, I was developing a deeper relationship with Christ. And so, you know, I was having, you know, communication and, and personal time with God, and that's how I knew. I mean, it was that, like I said, it was that urging that that urging that you have inside of you where you, you just know, and I just, I said, I know this is God, I know this is God, I know he's God sent. And be, because a lot of times, you know, we like you said, it was, you know, they, have, they may have the right package, the right dress, the right talk, et cetera, et cetera, and... Benny, he didn't come in the package that I expected. Mm-hmm. He didn't come in the package that I expected, but he was the one that I knew that God had, had sent for me. So I think when it comes to, um, you know, making that determination as to whether or not, you know, this is the one and how much of yourself you should give, take it take it a, a little piece mm-hmm. at a time. I mean, be slow. Always start off slow. Um, start off with communication, making sure and constantly bringing it before God, you know, and asking him, you know, Lord, is this what you is this what you would have for me? And truth be told, you know, if it's not, he'll shut it down. So, yes. yeah, right. and I, it goes back power. to growing, growing in love, because love is, 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 is it's a growth thing. It's not all one. At one. Course. Absolutely. And, right. and, and it goes back to trust. It goes back to when should I uh, release? Some vulnerabilities, and so that we can start growing intimate emotionally, um, and knowing one another and trusting one another. We do have a caller. 
from the 818, which is California. I'm going to click them on. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, 818. Hello, this is the Run Tell It Show. Hello, Run Tell It. How are you? I'm doing good. Can I plug my website? Go. Yes, you may do that. com. I do a show also, and I'm listening to your show, and I wanted to um, touch on some of the points that you and the callers have been making. Okay. Love um, to have a male voice. Uh, one, one, uh, someone spoke about hiding that you've been abused, mm-hmm. um, not being uh, upfront with that, and I think that's a don't. Wow. I mean, yeah, I don't think maybe not on the first day. You yeah. know, you, you don't want to uh, give your life story, but I mean, if especially if you you haven't dealt with the abuse, <coughs> I think I think you got to be forthcoming with that, so we know what to expect. So when will be a good, a good time? Do you think? I, I think it goes back to when you start uh, that trust level starts building up. Absolutely, absolutely. Do, do I mean, I not at should, first. That should not be given at first. Right. I think at some I, point I, you're not going to be receiving what I'm trying to give if if you have uh, mistrust of me because of what's happened to you in the past, and I may not understand that that's why that um, that's why that is happening. Okay. And I totally, I I totally agree. Um, like I said, it, with with my husband, it took some time. It took that communication and me um, understanding who he was in a person, recognizing. I think the men have to make themselves, again, emotionally available so that you feel comfortable in sharing that type of information. Um, yeah. And so once I realized that I could trust him, then it became easy, you know, for me to share my past experiences with him. I, and and I, I, I concur with that. I just feel that, well, like I said, in October there's going to be a book coming out with my situation of abuse where um, the whole world will, will, will know my what I went through. So it won't be a secret. However, I feel that in a relationship, personally dealing with somebody, that at first you have to find out who you're dealing with. You can't just put all of that out on the table like that. You have to first, there has to be a level of trust and, and a period of time and, you know, and, and you have to use wisdom when you begin to share that because if you don't know that person, you can't just come out with that at first because it can be a negative. And, and some men, every man is not good, but there are a lot of good men out there as well. I'm not saying that. But for those who can use that as a crutch and use it against the woman in some way, sometimes in their tone and the way they speak to them. And I've seen it over and over again by young women who just made themselves vulnerable vulnerable, vulnerable by just too much information up front. You have to first build, and, and then, you you know, that comes out. I understand that's, what what I, that's what I believe. I understand what you're saying, and and um, I just want to touch on that again. i got some more points that I wanted to make, but... Um, by by you not being able to share that, um, it's it's like um, it's like if if you don't share that, if there's a way that you feel about men because you've been abused, you know, um, be it two months down the road or three months down the road or whatever your comfort level is with telling the other person about, it's still going to be a roadblock in a relationship because you mm-hmm. have this feeling about um, this person being untrustworthy um, with something that happened in your past, and it's you actually bringing it to the new relationship. 
Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree with both sides, but I, I do know there are some signs. Even the, if she doesn't tell you, run, tell it. There's some obvious signs to know uh, if, if she's dealing with abuse. Um, for one, she's uh, the, the codependency is so quick. Uh, oh, yeah. Very codependent. Uh, very mood swings. When I say mood swings, extreme mood swings. I mean, you don't, you know, you could do one thing one day and do the same thing the next day, and, and the mood swings are there. So even if she doesn't share, there's some signs that men can be aware of, and then um, they can act accordingly because it is a very hard thing for somebody, a, a woman who has dealt with abuse, to be upfront with. It's just. It, it, and it comes to a point, it goes back to that trust, when, when I'm able to trust you. If she, a woman has been sexually abused, her trust level with men is so diminished that there's, there's really not a timeline. It all depends on the, the, the man and the, the, the woman and the relationship, how, how it is going. So uh, even though she may want to share, there's so many things that are holding her back from sharing something so uh, serious. So I do agree with you, but then uh, it's it's just so hard. It's just so hard for somebody dealing with sexual abuse, domestic violence. Um, Two more comments I wanted to make, if I may. Go ahead. The other one was, don't cheat. Don't cheat. Kind of let that slide right there. <laughs> no. That was that was that was cheating. Don't do that. <laughs> don't you gotta be that. upfront. <laughs> do not respect that. I and, agree. Uh, the last thing is, um, and I think you made this comment, Tanya, you said real men know how to communicate with a woman, mm-hmm. and that's something you should not believe. You don't you think know? so. Why? Let's, why? Well, because communication is not just about one person. Communication is about me and right. you changing ideas. So a real man can't know how to communicate with you. We have to know how to communicate with each other. Okay. You're, you're right. I should have said each other. I, I think, I think, and I, and I think that's what you meant. But I think a lot of people um, lose sight of that communication is not just me talking to you. No, it's, no, it's, I'm, I, I didn't mean what I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't mean and, if I if I put that out there. No, communication is two way, and yeah. very much so. I always say that uh, it's more than words; it's actions also. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I should have said real women and real men know how to communicate with each other. Is that better? That, that's much better. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, it takes a real woman to communicate with a real man, also. Uh-huh. That's, that's that's very true. That's very true, and and that's that's my two cents. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Runtel. It. I really do appreciate the male point of view. Uh, I love it. I love it because thank we you have, for having me. Yeah, thank you for calling in and being so patient and and uh, giving us wise insight. Are you going to continue to listen? Yes, I am. Put your information up in the chat room, too. Sure, I will. Anybody can do that. Thank you so much. I'm going to mute you out, okay? Thank you, Tanya. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, ladies. We have Our time is flying by. Um, yes. If you just joined us, we're talking about dating do's and don'ts for women. Uh, because it is Women's Month, we're celebrating women. Um, and if you're a man, you can take it and dip it in maildom and apply all the tips for the male gender. If you have a show, I want to always say that you are always welcome to plug your show in the chat. Uh, tell us because uh, 
Sometimes I may not say it because I forget sometimes. I'm so engrossed in the wonderful conversation. But please, if you have a show, put it up in the chat. Put your link. Put your website up. This is a listener-friendly show, and we want everybody to feel comfortable and feel uh, and promote what they're doing. Uh, let's get back to uh, Miss Miss Cross. Yes. All right. Did you finish telling us? Uh, I forgot my question at that time. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so much great conversation. Great conversation. Yeah. But um, okay, let's 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 close it out then, because we're gonna have to table this, because okay. we have our, our our next guest, Talia Stovall. But Princess, let's close. What do you want to leave with the Real Talk audience? Oh, on dating don'ts, because we're gonna do dating do's with uh Talia. Okay. Well, dating don'ts. Uh, I'm gonna leave it with this word of wisdom, and we'll repeat what we said, the the statement we said earlier. Don't lose self. Yeah. in a relationship and know this that once you become self-empowered the mirage of love will fade and the reality of love will become your only tolerance mm. so that's very good keep self keep keep building yourself and you can go far and you can be better for somebody in a relationship and that goes both ways male and female and I just I want everybody also to know that the book has released Pregnant in the Spirit, and it is definitely the tool that you will need in this process, the intangible journey to purpose. And from conception to manifestation, your answers are there, and it's available worldwide. And you can log on to the publisher's website, which is www.therealpublishing.com. It's also available on Amazon, and next Saturday I want everybody to get plugged in because there's going to be a worldwide webcast book release for Pregnant in in the Spirit, and you should get your books there. And also I have a Blog Talk Radio, so I want you to plug in on there, and that is at blogtalkradio.com forward slash the number two, the letter B, Real Pub. And I I thank you so much for having me. This has been so great. I found I found myself soul searching when um when Aura was talking. It, 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 yes, Aura. we're gonna have we're gonna have Miss Arletta back. I, I, just, I did. I found myself. Oh my God! I said, you know what? <laughs> she. I, I guess that's the next phase because right now I'm not thinking about a man. I mean, seriously, I'm like so loving my ambiance with God. I'm really not. I don't care. But I I I love men. It's fine. But I'm just not interested right now you know and it's just wonderful to see that once you get to that point like you have you know there is there's a true love and great love out there yes there is i believe in love i am uh, hopeful romantic i'm very much that and i believe in healthy love and you just have to you have to put in some work and it's great work but you can do it miss orlada what would you yes Well, I would just like to say, again, I think um, Ms. Princess there just kind of reiterated what I said in, in terms of don't don't lose yourself. Recognize that you do deserve to be loved as, you know, you are the bride, um, so your husband is to love you as, as you know, God, God, Jesus loves the church. And um, just remember that, um, again, you, you deserve to be loved, 
and that honesty is the most important thing in a relationship mm-hmm. um, and, and one of the most important things in a relationship along with communication. So as long as you're communicating, you're honest with each other, um, you'll see success. And I want to uh, also, Arletta, you said watch and observe. And we have to watch and observe. And when we observe something that we know uh, is a deal breaker, don't Mm -hmm. try to force it. Don't try try to force it. Absolutely. Ladies, it's been phenomenal. We have had a great discussion. And we're going to take a music break. I love music. And (laughs) Indiari has a new CD out. Oh, wow. Love and Politics. And she has a song on here called He Heals Me. And it's just so fitting to wrap up this first segment of everything that you have uh, been talking about, Princess and Miss Orletta. Orletta, plug your husband's great book. Sure. Uh, Being Married and Loving It, it is the guide to uh, having the relationship you want or wanting the relationship you have. And it can be uh, purchased at www.bennycross.com. That's B-E-N-N-I-E Cross. Dot com, BennyCross.com. And we're going to, I'm going to follow it with you because I want both of y'all on at the same time. Okay. Summer Loving a series in May. And awesome. I will follow up with that because, you know, I'm all about love. I love awesome. love and I love life. And um, and so on that note, you have been phenomenal. I'm going to mute you two out and we're going to take. Right. Uh, okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. to listen if you can, okay? We'll okay. do. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we've had a great first segment. We're talking about dating don'ts, and we're going to take a brief break um, as we prepare for Miss Talia Stovall. She is back so graciously, and she's going to talk about her phenomenal book, uh, Crossing the Threshold. And uh, she's going to talk about some dating do's that women should uh, understand, and and she'll probably talk about some don'ts. And so, let's take a brief break. I want to play the song by India Ari called He Heals Me from her new CD, Love and uh, Politics. And it's such a great song. To listen to the words, and then we'll be back with Miss Talia Stovall. My biggest secret And he told me for He smiled at me and said That makes me love you more And then he made me laugh And I knew it was a sign was a man that I wanted in my life. And with every passing day, I feel more and more that way. He heals me. He knows the real me. And he accepts me. He never hurts me. 
I can play him songs all through the night, and he will listen to every line, and even when I'm wrong, he is still kind, he chooses his words wisely when he tells me I'm not right. Satisfaction. 
Uh, she has some powerful workshops and keynotes, uh, Becoming the Bell, uh, Becoming the Bell Personal Relationship Workshop, uh, Pump It Up, a personal empowerment workshop. She had, also has an ebook, 150 Important Questions You Should Ask Before You Say I Do. My goodness, that's a hot topic, too. So we'd like to welcome back to Real Talk with Tanya White, Ms. Talaya Stovall. Hello, Ms. Stovall. Blog Talk is so wonderful, you guys. Ms. Stovall, how are you? I am doing great. How about you, Tanya? I am fabulous. We have had some great talk about what not to do. Mm -hmm. And we're excited to have you back because you're going to tell us what to do, right? Oh, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us who you are before we get started. Well, again, I think you summed it up pretty well. I am an author, motivational speaker. My book, Crossing the Threshold, Opening Your Door to Successful Relationships, we got a chance to get into that just a little bit the last time. So I think we'll talk a little more about that included in those do's. Uh, And also, as you mentioned, I'm doing quite a few workshops. I've added another one since we last talked. I'm doing vision boarding workshop now. And that's going very well. So I would love if anybody's in the Chicago area, if you want to come to the relationship workshop, the vision board workshop, I'll give my information later so they can contact me and get more information, or I can come to them. Yes, yes. So let's get into this book. I'm ready to talk about where do you want to start? Let I'll let you start wherever you want to start. Well, you know what? I'll do a brief overview just for the people who didn't hear it the last time because it's okay. been a month or so. And the book is about the mindsets that sometimes we have in relationships. And I wrote it from a woman's point of view, but the mindsets really apply to anybody. And it came out of a phone conversation I had with a friend one night, and we were talking about how some women will just do anything to be in a relationship. And they mm-hmm. they do that because they don't value themselves enough to believe that they're worthy of love, just being them. So they think they have to do things for a man in order to buy his affection. So we called her the doormat. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, but then there's another woman on the other end of the spectrum who's the exact opposite. She doesn't think she has to do anything because it's all about her, and she's mm-hmm. the prize. So we called her the door prize. But I said somewhere in the middle there's a woman that's God-focused, that's self-aware, that's balanced. She's ready to be in a healthy relationship. So we called her the doorbell because she's the bell of the ball. So that's kind of, at that point I realized this was a book. I was working on another book, uh, Light Bulb Moments, Seeing God in Everyday Circumstances, and I put that one down and came to this one and decided to, to, that this was the book that God really wanted me to write first. So just brainstorming, we talked about a bunch of other doors. There are all kinds of doors that are that are discussed in the book, the doorknob, the door knocker, uh, various types of doors. And then it gets into some of the mindsets that hold us back in relationships. We repeat those same behaviors over and over again, and we keep getting the same results. talks about the Cinderella syndrome. talks about yes. deer hunting. talks about Mr. In the Meantime. Um, yes. When he doesn't belong to you, those are just a few of the chapters that when, it gets into. When doesn't he but, belong to you, Talia? <laughs> when he belongs to someone else. <laughs> oh, that's so simple. And, you know, I, so hard to follow sometimes. I, it is. You know, I liken it to going into a restaurant. When I go yes. to a restaurant, I like to sit down at a table with nice clean napkin and tablecloth, and I like the waiter to come over and tell me what's on the menu, explain the specials. I may ask a couple questions, and then I order my meal, and they bring it out to me. It's nice. It's hot and fresh. But how many of us would go to a restaurant where somebody's already sat at the table and eat and, and ate, and they got up, and then you come over and sit down and start eating their leftovers? You know, to me, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. 
why would I want somebody else's leftovers? Yeah. So that's kind of what that chapter is about. Or, or, or even eat off their food, off their plate while they're eating. That's exactly. Appropriate. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you wouldn't do that in real life, and I do an exercise in the work, workshop that drives the that point home even more. So we're not going to share that. They can come to the workshop if they want to get yes. that exercise. Yes. But <laughs> Let's give your contact information. Yeah. Bit. Okay, it's www.talaya, T-A-L-A-Y-A-H, Stovall, S-T-O-V-A-L-L.com. Again, talayastovall.com. Okay. And they can also, if you if you Google like doormat, door prize, if you put those words together, doormat, door prize, doorbell, in case mm-hmm. they forget how to spell my name, they'll still get to it. Or they can email me at talea at taleastoval.com. Okay. Um, and all, so the book overall is just about how we have to value ourselves in order for other people to value. Nobody's going to value us more than we value ourselves. So I guess right. that would be my first do, is that we have to value ourselves so that we, you know, the Bible says a man is to love a woman as he loves his own body. And, you know, we have to, to have that value. We have to take the time to get to know each other. A person knows their body. You know, so that would be my, my second do is get to know the person that you're with. You know, the 150 question CD that you mentioned, ask the right questions. You know, health, finances, family, their upbringing, their childhood. You want to know all about this person that you're getting into a relationship with. And it's even questions that you ask yourself because you want to make sure you know your motivations for wanting to be in a relationship as well. Ooh. So the book, that's some of the things that we talk about. But also um, the book is about basically looking in the mirror. You know, when a relationship breaks up, people usually are saying, well, I'm never going to date anybody like that again. And I want somebody next time who's this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And how often do you see somebody say, well, you know what, next time I'm going to be a little more caring. I'm going to listen yes. better next time. You never hear people say what they're going to do better. Oh, it's always about what the other person didn't do. Oh, my goodness, Talia. So <laughs> That goes to uh, go back to when you're you're, you're maturing as a person mm-hmm. and really uh, be, becoming comfortable with who you are, the right. good, bad, and the ugly. Right. And you to say, you know what, I really wasn't the best person I could be in that relationship. I wasn't the best wife or I wasn't the best right. uh, girlfriend. I wasn't the best uh, companion. Uh, so what can I do differently next time? And, exactly. I, and I would take it a step further. Uh, if the if the relationship warns, you need to go back to the one you broke up with and say, you know what, mm-hmm. give me some input. That's, that's a great about, idea. You know. Right. And you, yeah, you could ask a last couple of people because there's probably a pattern you know you're not you don't you don't want to rely if just one person it could be that person maybe there was just something with that person but if two or three people tell you the same thing what's the lowest common denominator oh (laughs) you're right (laughs) so that's that's an excellent suggestion yes yes so the book is all about you know don't not expecting more from other people than we're going to bring to the table ourselves so we have to get to the point you know, where we're looking in that mirror, we recognize these are the great things about me, these are the things I value, and then, okay, let me step back and be honest, this is what I need to work on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, I'm a firm believer, as you're working on yourself to be your absolute tip-top best person mm-hmm. that you can be, not saying it's going to happen overnight, but right. it's in the striving and the pressing right. that you notice that your mindset changes, mm-hmm. you have a, a another different aura, your energy is different, exactly. you're giving off positivity, then you will see people, positive people, being, you'll be contagious. That's all. Right, exactly. Okay. Exactly. 
So let what what we talk about in this awesome book. There's so many things I want to talk about. <laughs> There's um, never enough time. I know it. Uh let's talk about um the deer hunting. Okay. D-E-A-R, deer hunting. Yes. It just seems like everybody's always on this quest to find the perfect relationship to be hooked up, so to speak. People yes. don't like to be alone. They they equate being alone with being lonely. And, and, you know, that people are thinking there's something wrong with us if we don't have someone, if we're not attached to someone all the time. And a lot of times society does treat you that way. Society looks at people in pairs. I mean, everything's, you know, shoes come in pairs. Everything comes in pairs. So we're so used to, you know, events and activities being around couples that people, singles sometimes feel awkward or alone if they are not in a relationship. So they're on this quest to find somebody to fill that gap in our, in their lives. But we have to realize that we are complete in who we are. We're complete in God. And that's, first of all, that's the relationship that we have to get right, you know, because mm-hmm. that's where we learn to, to be loyal and to, have, and to communicate and to trust and to be faithful. We learn all those things in our relationship with God, and then we translate them into our relationships with other people. Yes, so we do. Yeah. So it's all about learning that we are complete people, that we're not supposed to be looking for someone to fill the gaps in our lives. We have to make sure that we work on us. And then when we are a whole person, two halves don't make a whole. We two wholes join together. So make sure that you're healthy. Make sure the person that you're with is healthy, and then you can have a healthy relationship. So how can you know that you're on, uh, you're becoming healthy to a point where, you're ready for love, you're ready for healthy love. What are what are some traits that you can uh recognize in yourself to know, okay, I'm healthy enough, I'm whole enough to attract a whole relationship? Well, for one thing, I think when you're realistic about who you are and what you want, okay. you're not grabbing at the first thing that comes along. You know, some some people tend to just date somebody because that's who crosses their path. Oh. But you really have Really to lay on? <laughs> yeah, no. because the Lord sit her to me, or the Lord sent him to me. Oh, yeah, you can pray a prayer. You hear that so often. I, I know of someone who got married, and this is a minister who got married to somebody, and he's, oh, the Lord told me this was my wife, and a few years later they're divorced. Well, what happened? You know, yeah, sometimes, yeah, we think God is telling us something because we pray for something, and something that vaguely resembles what we ask for, and Ooh. right away we say, oh, that was God's answer my prayer. Well, you know, you may need to listen a little bit closer. You know? Yes. That might not be it. <laughs> so yes. I think we need to, uh, you know what, I've talked so much now, I've forgotten the question. <laughs> what are some signs? Oh, uh, the signs that we're whole. Yeah. whole. Right. Okay. So first of all, I think knowing ourselves yes. and knowing what it is we want, what are our, I think you talked about the deal makers in the last section, the deal breakers. Mm-hmm. you got to know what are the things that I have to have, what are the things that are nice to have, and what are some things that really doesn't matter. You know, the toilet right. seat up and down, squeezing the toothpaste, you know, that those kind of stuff that people actually have arguments about. You know, to me, I think that is really just totally not important. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we get hung up on little things. Some people want somebody, they've got to be a certain height or, you know, right. all those kinds of things. We have to really look at the what a person has, when we're able to look at a person's inner qualities, mm-hmm. you know, instead of looking at the the outside, because that's that's something that the door prize falls into. Right. She's looking for somebody who has that image. You know, she even though she seems like she has it all together, she mm-hmm. really doesn't because she doesn't believe that she is whole and complete. She has to have the man that looks a certain way or drives a certain car or, in order to complete her image. But mm-hmm. if you're a whole and complete person, 
You don't need somebody else to complete your image. That way you can accept a person for who they are instead of trying to make them into what you think should be on your arm. So I think when you get to the place where you're able to, to look at a person's real qualities instead of, what you think they should have, what you think people are looking at, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. is the second way. And so then also, if well, you get rid of, uh, are you saying get rid of all the other people's expectations? For exactly. Your life? A lot of times we act based on what we think other people are going to think. Yeah. Lot. And don't that's worry so about. That's so mm-hmm. true when it comes to women, and we when we rush into marriages because everybody in our family is asking that question at the family reunion. Honey, when are you gonna get married? Oh, right. babies. Oh, right. You married, got babies, and you're still unfulfilled. So why are you asking me? Oh, there are a whole lot of lonely married women yes. and men. Yes. <laughs> so yes. That does not mean you're not going to be lonely anymore because you're married. You know, a lot of people are, I've heard plenty of people say that they wish they were still single after they got married. Mm-hmm. So you just got to be so careful. It's better to wait and get the right person than yes. to rush to be with the wrong person. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, if you're if you just joined us, we're talking about dating dudes with Miss Talia Stovall. And if you have something to share, please give us a call at three four seven two one five six four four six. Now, Miss Talia, you have so many great uh, chapters in this book, and I'm looking at one now. Uh, chapter seven says, "Watch out for the enemy." Oh, <laughs> Can you explain that. Well. I think it was Pogo Possum in The Art of War. The book The Art of War said sometimes, I think I found the enemy and it's us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we are looking, and I'm going to just say this from the female perspective, but it applies to men too. Sometimes we think other women are our competition when it comes to dating, mm. that you know, men are looking at us as opposed to someone else. But sometimes it's our own behaviors that are sabotaging our relationships. I have We're to thinking, give you a clap. <laughs> Thank you. We think, you know, the relationship didn't work out because he wanted her over there because she has longer hair or, you know, whatever it is. But it could be something that we're doing, some repetitive behavior that we have in our relationships that's actually what's causing the problem. So we have to be able to step back and say, okay, what are my patterns? What am I doing yes. that might be hurting my relationships? And if you see the same pattern over and over again in a relationship and it's not working, then you need to change that pattern. Yes. Wow. We have a caller from New York, Talia. Great. You may want to chime in. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, 845. God bless you. This is Chief Apostle Kelly. Hello. I, hi. Hi. I, I happen to be coming through and, and surfing the web, as I do every now and then, and oh. came across your show and thought, ooh, let me tie in to click in and see what they're talking about and and I uh certainly have been blessed oh, in what you. I've heard. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. You have anything to input? Um well she the young lady said it I mean <laughs> almost perfect. I mean what yes. else is there to say? But one thing she you were talking about how do you know when you're healthy enough? Mhm. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I find and and I teach, you know when you're healthy enough, when you're not comparing yourself to someone else. That's it. Awesome. You know when you're healthy enough, when you're not even comparing yourself to him. In other words, if it's a him or a her, you should be secure in who you are. Mm -hmm. And if that other person is meant to be with you, then they will understand who you are. Right. Because Every woman don't need to change. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the guy that needs to change. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, but sometimes because as little girls we are taught to be perfect. They they yes. they refer to women as uh, girls as what is it sugar and spice and everything mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? Yes. And so we feel like we have to be perfect, and we are not perfect until we find somebody to call us perfect. Mm-hmm. When God made us perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, they go and back so it's you. developing who we are. Uh, some of us just need to go back and dust off those dreams we had mm-hmm. and not be afraid to be successful singularly by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you That's absolutely right. That goes you to know, putting, like, going back to dating and putting some, uh, I think Princess says losing yourself. Yes. Because one time, uh, so many times uh, when you do, when you're in a relationship, uh, I've known so many, and I did this when I didn't know who I was. I was in school, but when uh, a relationship came along, I slowly missed class mm-hmm. one week, two weeks, then dropped the class because I was in love, uh, so right. to say, yeah. and I lost myself. And one thing we don't realize when you start doing that, your companion may start losing respect for you because they see that you cannot uh, finish what you started. Uh-huh. Certainly. So and, and another thing is that what attracted them to you to, to you was you. Right. Exactly. So when you then revert to conforming to what you think should be, mm. then you are no longer attractive. And you said something. So because at that time I did not know, I did not uh, feel as I was enough. I could, and so since I didn't feel that I was enough, how could somebody think that I was enough, you know? Exactly. It something think, that I did or was doing. Right. Saying earlier, nobody is going to value you more than you value yourself. So if you right. don't think you're enough, then you're going to convince that other person that you're not enough either. Exactly. exactly. And they'll go looking for who exactly. is Exactly. Well, maybe I, hmm, she's right. Maybe I do need to find somebody better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so true, so true. Do you have anything else, uh, Apostle Kelly? You know what I, I, I would like to say to the men and the women of God and to those who are listening who are not believers, mm-hmm. if you truly want to be in a healthy relationship, the the best place to start is with God, Absolutely. is to ask the Lord, Lord, make me who, you, first of all, you predestined for me to be. And make me the best of that. Help me to accomplish the things that I was set on earth to do. And I know that's a that's a, a big thing to ask God because each person will go a different route. Mm-hmm. But in the process of that, help me to know for myself that this is the route I need to take. And then whomever I need, we will be compatible. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Then, and then within yourself, after starting with God, within yourself, then covenant with yourself not to settle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and it's okay to be alone, though. Right. Yeah. Because God is as good as his word. If he promised you something, he's going to bring it. He's not going to bring you a substitute. So that you're is right. correct. Hold out for the one that he has for you. That is correct. Wait, and guess Luke what? Vandross says, wait for love. That's right. <laughs> wait for love. Yeah, and, and waiting and we don't is wait. not just sitting there waiting. Like you wait in a restaurant, you're moving, you're doing exactly about you're your serving. mission. So as and you wait, 
you are serving. A waiter serves. Right, a and that's one, serve. one of the things I talk about is like the story of Ruth and Boaz. You know, we yes. talk about Cinderella stories, and we're raised with those fairy tales, Snow White, the princesses. All they had to do was just look pretty and wait for the prince to show up. But we have to be out in our purpose doing what we're supposed to be doing. Ruth oh, was yeah. out doing what she was supposed to be doing. She was being obedient, she was being loyal, and she was being productive when Boaz yeah. found she her. Was she wasn't just sitting around waiting for somebody to show up and rescue her. Yes. And so, Talea, that goes to Chapter uh, 15, because a lot of us do not know what it means to be a help meet. Absolutely. We love the wedding. We love planning the wedding, <laughs> mm-hmm. the honeymoon, and thinking that we're just going to have a lot of good sex and our marriage is going to be okay. Right. But, and you know what? We put more preparation into finding a job, into you know, making out a grocery list sometimes. We work so hard at the other areas of our lives, but somehow we just think that relationship's just supposed to fall into place. We don't have to do anything. But we got to, just like we research a company, we go to school to get whatever field we want to get a degree in our field. We, like I said, research the company. We interview. We put on our best suit. We learn about a company that we want to work for, but then we meet somebody that we're considering as a life mate, and we don't even take the time <laughs> to find out who they are. No, no, no. We rush, we're ready it. to rush down the aisle. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it now. Exactly. Microwave. So we're, so we're down to a few moments in the mm-hmm. show. We got like, Talia, we have like eight minutes. Apostle okay. Kelly, do you have anything else to add? You just want to I, I'm just, I'm just blessed that 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 the people of God is coming to that conclusion where they're not settling for less. And I would just like to say to all of you, keep doing the work of the Father and keep putting it out there because the truth will stand and someone will hear you. And you never can tell, just like I just came through not even knowing the show was on the air. Mm. But God also have other people that might not call in, that might just be sitting behind their um, uh, computer listening and hearing. So I encourage you women of God to keep doing the work of the Lord. It does matter. And it does count. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah. Apostle Kelly, I want you to invite, we're having a bonus show Tuesday. Thursday is our regular night, and this is a bonus show. But Tuesday and Thursday, we're talking about women in ministry. It's going to be the men, the messes, and the misunderstanding that messes Mm. up. So I hope you tune in for that as well and share, share, share. Now, what time is this? Tuesday, it it begins at 7. And Thursday, it's at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, I'm going to have to miss that because I actually am in school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, listen, catch the archives. I will we, do that. We have some major, major women in music ministry on Tuesday and women in preaching ministry Thursday. So we would love for you to catch it. But I'm going to mute you out, and we're and Talia is going to finish. She's going to talk about what it means to be a helpmeet, okay? Okay, God bless. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Miss Talia, tell us. All right. Well, I think a lot of people do get that wrong, and and they even say help mate when the Bible says help meet. And Mm -hmm. the word meet, that word just means fitting or appropriate. So it means that you are the woman that is is appropriate for that man. You, know, yeah. you, I don't want to say complete because you're already complete, but you fit together you know, in purpose. You support his purpose. He supports your purpose. So you're created to work together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the Bible says a, a man is to love his, his wife as he loves his own body. So, you mm-hmm. know, no one, he's not going to make any decision that doesn't benefit you. 
So he is sacrificing himself for you, just as Christ sacrificed himself for the church. Mm -hmm. So likewise, we are willing to make sacrifices in submission to our husband. And a lot of people try to turn that around and make it sound like, you know, the man doesn't have his foot on your neck, but it's mutual submission. If he's loving Mm -hmm. you enough that he would give his very life for you, as Mm -hmm. Christ did for the churches, which is how the Bible says the men are supposed to love their wives, then he's also submitting. He's submitting his will for the good of the relationship, for the good of you, for the good of the family. And so likewise, you're respecting his position as the head of the household. So it's mutual submission. So I don't think a lot of people... When you're really whole and you really understand the healthiness, it's not really a big deal, the submission. No, it's not. Because you want to do it. You want to do it because... Both of you want to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you realize, and first of all, if you've chosen the right man... Right. Then he's not going to do anything that's going to be unhealthy for you. Okay. So it's not going to be an issue to say, okay, honey, you know, you you take the lead. Because you know that every decision he's making is for your good. Yeah. But if you choose the wrong one, then you're going to have an issue. <laughs> and that, and I, I believe that's where all the drama comes in about submission. Because I can remember growing up as a little girl hearing auntie say, you better not submit to a man. Submit to what? Mm-hmm. And now that I know what healthy relationships really are, right. I'm thinking, why wouldn't I want to submit to my husband, mm-hmm. whom God sent to me? Right. But the issue came in is that that wasn't the one that they were supposed to be with. Exactly, they guys. Not the one guy. <laughs> and, and I think. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. You no, go I was going to say I think because in the wedding ceremony. They changed that word to obey. That's not what the Bible said. The Bible said submit yourself. Yeah. That's a difference yeah. because it's actually a mutual thing. He's submitting by looking out for your welfare as as much as he would his own, and you're submitting by respecting him as the head of the household. Exactly. So it's not like you're a child and he's ordering you around. It said in the next verse, children obey your parents. <laughs> if they had meant the same word, they would have used the same word. You know, it was two right. different words. You're so right. And so many, I've been to many a weddings where the mm-hmm. brides said, I don't want that in my uh, wedding vows. Mm-hmm. Not because it was scripturally wrong, but because of what it meant. Right. Obey. I mean, the literally. Yes, we're, we're at a rehearsal. I've been in so many rehearsal dinners and they're like, don't say that, obey. Mm-hmm. Thinking, if you're tripping on this right now, a day before your wedding, why wasn't this issue brought up before we even got into it? That's true. <laughs> and it goes back to that communication and mm-hmm. really getting married and, and, and choosing a mate for healthy, productive reasons. Absolutely. That's right. Wow. So what does it mean to to help meet when, when somebody says, a helpmate, and and you brought some light onto that. It's help meet, help meet the divine destiny, basically, mm-hmm. for one another. Yeah, it means, like I said, that you're supporting each other in yeah. your purpose. You know, everybody has a purpose in their life, male and female. You support his purpose, he supports your purpose, and you are the complement to each other. You know, so so not to say that anybody's incomplete, but you know. Maybe there's something that he's not particularly good at, and you are. So right. you can help to fill in there and support him, you know, something that you need that he can support you. So it's just a good, it's a natural fit for each other. You don't have to force it to fit. We had a show on in February, one of our relationship shows, and uh, Cece Michaela, Yvonne from Girlfriends, mm. brought out a very good point. She said, 
you know if how good of a help meet you're going to be if you look at how you help how you're helping meet people's needs now before you're in marriage. That's true. If you're not helping anybody right now Mm -hmm. before you say I'm a wife, then you're not going to help meet your husband's needs as a wife. That is so true. If you help your girlfriend Mm -hmm. meet a need or the church meet a need, then how are you going to help your husband? That's so true because, you know, and when the beginning of the relationship, everybody's on their best behavior. So, yeah, yeah, you're trying to do things to to look good and, oh, yeah, I'm going to help you with this. But when you look at long-term behavior, people become who they are. So you're right. If they weren't doing this in their lives all along, they're not going to all of a sudden start doing it for you. Exactly. So that's very true. Leah, you have been fabulously terrific. Well, I have enjoyed myself. To seven minutes. I want you to wrap it up. You okay. left, if a woman <laughs> said to Leia, you know, I know the dating don'ts and do's, but I want to take something away so mm-hmm. that I can change uh, what I'm doing wrong mm-hmm. and, and make it right. What can you tell th- that woman? I would tell them to, to make a list of the things that they value about themselves, and if they can't figure it out, ask them. Ask Three people who are close to you, because they can tell you, your family, your friends, they'll be able to tell you right away what your great qualities are. Take it, And then take an honest look in the mirror and say, what are the things that I really and truly could do better that I need to improve on that may be hurting my relationships or hurting me as a person? I think if we learn to value the good things about us and to be realistic and honestly work on those other things, if we get ourselves, you know, everybody has that long list of things they want in somebody else, if we look at that list and say, okay, what, do I have these things or am I expecting more of somebody else than I'm bringing to the table myself? I think if we can get to the place where we're saying, you know, I do, I'm do, i this, I'm that, and I know that I'm bringing these qualities to, to the table. I have a healthy attitude. I'm a giving person, not because I'm trying to buy someone's affection, but that's just because that's who I am. Yes. I think then we get to the point that we're ready to be in a healthy relationship. Yes, I, I concur totally. Mm-hmm. Tell us where we can get your fabulous book and where we can uh, see you next. I would love for people to visit my website. I have a newsletter that just came out uh, February. It started, so I have February and March issues. I'm about to get them on my website as soon as possible, but I'd love for people to sign up to my mailing list and to – uh, get the book. You can do both on my website. Also, the ebook, 150 Important Questions You Should Ask Before You Say I Do, at www.talayastoval.com. It's T A L A Y A H S T O V A L L. And the book's also available at Amazon and BN.com. And if and again, the name is Crossing the Threshold: Opening Your Door to Successful Relationships. And. And I would love to do a workshop for you. So if people, I I love to travel, I can come to them. They can come to one if they're in the Chicago area, but I would just love to hear from your listeners. Yes, get with Talea Stovall so that you can have healthy, successful relationships. You have been a gem, Talea. Thank you so much, Tanya. I know I'm going to email you back and have you on once again. I would love to be on again. Well, listen, you take care, and I will follow up with you later tonight. Take care. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We are down to five minutes, you guys, and we have had a terrific show, Dating Do's and Don'ts for Women, What You Should Do, What You Shouldn't Do, and we really already know. We have a level of discernment, call it gut feeling, intuition, whatever, when it comes to what we should be doing, who we should be connecting with, 
and who we should not be connecting with. Um, we're going to end out on a great note. We're going to hear a little song, and it sums up everything that we've been talking about. So before I get to that, I want you to tune in. This is a bonus show. Our regular day is Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but we're having bonus shows because it's Women's Month. We're celebrating every woman and helping them achieve every dream, so we're having issues and topics to address that. Tuesday, we're going to have another bonus show, uh, Women in Music Ministry, uh, the Men, the Myths, and the Misunderstandings. We have Martha Menezi, LaShawn Pace, Sherry Addison, going to be an anointed show. Please pray for that effort, all the prayer warriors, uh, because you know when we're going to have a great move of God and great healing and deliverance, the devil gets mad. Um, and then Thursday we're going to have women in ministry. We're going to have some pastors, teachers, and preachers on here. It's going to be phenomenal this week. And then if you can't join us Tuesday or Thursday, next Sunday we're having a bonus show with Hassani Pettiford. He is back with his new book, Why We Hate Black Women and Why We Should Love Them. That's going to be very hot, very controversial. Everybody, uh, tell one, two, three people to tune in next Sunday, starting at 7.30, I believe, uh, for Hassani Pettiford, his new book, Why We Hate Black Women. Again, wait for the love you deserve. That's what a letter cross, that's what sticks with me. Uh, and know that you deserve love that is healthy and productive. Know what you want and don't settle or try to compromise something that you don't want because in the end, it's going to not work out for your good. Again, visit TanyaWhite.com, get relationship reruns, or my other book, How to Deal with a Difficult Woman. How to Deal with a Difficult Man is coming out this summer, ladies. It's going to be hot, and it's not man bashing, but it's man boasting uh, what what real men, what healthy men how they can help women. We're going to end out with Luther, uh, wait for love, because when you really want healthy, productive love, sometimes you got to wait for it and not wait and sit around waiting. you got to do, be about your mission, do you, as uh, Russell uh, Simmons says. And so until next time, remember to live the rated R life. Keep it real, keep it relevant, keep it refreshing. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. I can say for certain it's true There's a chance for me and you I surely feel like the time is near The picture in my mind is very clear I think love has brought us here I remember not too long ago I was just a lonely person with a lonely heart, yeah, and I was hoping there could one day be, be a chance.
You're gone. 